Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Hey there, and thanks for joining us at growingingrace.org or wherever you're uh, joining us from. We've got lots of different ways for people to join in on the podcast. I'm Joel Brzezinski, along with my good friend Mike Kapler with Growing in Grace. Just heard from uh, somebody, Cap, that... uh, found us on YouTube, something I started doing. I I actually didn't realize that I'd been doing this this long, but uh, about a year ago, I started uh, putting the audio of the Growing in Grace podcast onto a video format. You don't see us, you don't see Cap, you don't see me on there, but you can hear the audio on YouTube. And uh, we're getting, you know, quite a few hits on that every week or, you know, for each different program. Heard from somebody uh, just the other day who was uh, searching for something on the Internet, specific phrase, and uh, he came across uh, one of our podcasts on YouTube. Something that he said, uh, he, he enjoys the the way that we kind of do this, the conversational tone of how we do it. I can't remember ex- his exact wording. And then I just heard from somebody, just as we were going on recording here, I got this message from somebody, just real quick, I'll just share it here because it's along the same line. He says, your casual conversations founded in grace bring such freedom. Just got that one just now. So I think I like what we're doing here, Cap, and I I think, uh, you know, we, we're doing a good thing, sharing the goodness of God and, and uh, His grace and love. And uh, we thank everybody for joining in with us here at growingandgrace.org. And I've enjoyed what we've been talking about lately, too, Joel, because I've been feeling a little bit better about myself. Yeah, me too. Definitely. I mean, I, I've been growing in my identity like you and probably a lot of our listeners, but uh, this new identity we have in Christ, that's what we talk a lot about here on Growing in Grace. If you've been listening for a while, you know that. But this is really the, the foundational, in my mind anyway, one of the foundational things for us to uh, to get a, a good grasp on. Uh, otherwise, uh, so many other things are, are not going to be in line. I mean, if we're trying to knock down the dominoes, so to speak, you've got to have those dominoes lined up. And I, I think to get things lined up in our minds so that we can understand the gospel more perfectly, understanding who we are in Christ and, and the, the accomplishment that was so successful at the cross of what he did for all of mankind and, and who he made us to be. It's an incredible thing. And we've been talking about how God has... Uh, placed upon us, has crowned us with dignity and worth and value, glory and honor, uh, different words that some of them mean the same things. And uh, boy, I hope you you get a chance to go back and listen to the last couple of of our podcasts. You'll find them at growingandgrace.org with the most recent ones first. Yeah, and you know, along the whole line of of it making us, you know, feel good, to, just to know how God feels about us, how, what He thinks of us, and how He treasures us. I mean, just think of 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 a human being and how good it feels, how how much it lifts you up to know when another human being appreciates you or loves you or or shows great you know appreciation for you uh, when when you know that somebody cares about you that much when they show that in in how they they live and and, and in how they treat you and the words they say to you that gives you a boost and that's a good thing we're human beings and we're that's how we live that's how the human race was meant to live was um, you know lifting one another up and loving one another 
how much more special and, and wonderful it is to know how our Heavenly Father thinks of us, what His opinion of us is. A lot of people out there, Cap, I think, have this struggle, not fully believing or not fully grasping, not fully understanding, so, somehow, one way or another, not, not getting it, understanding how God's opinion of us is so wonderful, as we've been talking about the last few weeks. And so, you know, one of the things we struggle with, I've struggled with this, Cap, and I know a lot of people have, and, and you kind of asked uh, towards the end of our last podcast, how do we keep this thing up, you know, just this understanding of how God feels of us and, and how God feels about us and our standing with Him and uh, all of this stuff. We've, we're so forgetful as people sometimes. We can hear a thing and uh, get really excited about it, but then it goes away somehow. So how do we main, maintain this thing? I don't mean in a works sense, but how do we keep uh, up this sense of God's wonderful opinion of us? So we're going to kind of talk that out a little bit this week. Yeah, well, we talked about the mind being sort of the battlefield, you know, the, the neutral ground between the flesh and the spirit and having that mind renewed to this new identity that we have in Christ. You know, in the book of James, he talked about a person who looks in the mirror and then walks away and forget what manner of person that they were. How many times have you done that? <laughs> People are always looking in the mirror because they want to make sure that not only that they look okay, I guess, but... Uh, because they're they're not really sure how they look. They they walk away and they they can't picture themselves. We need to be able to continue to picture who we are in Christ and and see us for who we are in Him, which we've talked a lot about. You know, James said, continue to look into the perfect law of liberty, not the law of Moses, not that old law that was has been made obsolete, but the new law of freedom, uh, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. There's a constant reminder, I think, that needs to take place here in, in being reminded of, of who you are. You know, Paul on occasion would say, would say, I want to stir you up in remembrance. I think that's a King James phrase. But he, he wanted to try and stir up the pot, so to speak. You know, if, if you have some soup or chili or something on the stove and it's been sitting there for a while, it needs to be stirred up. That's how we need to be from, on a continual basis, I think, because otherwise things just get a little bit dormant. We forget who we are. And we can't uh, perhaps live in all of the blessings that, that God has for us in this new life in Christ. So don't look in the mirror, walk away, and forget who you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I <laughs> I um, got kind of an example of that. And sometimes you know, on my job, I drive uh, for a living as a courier. Sometimes I'll be driving along, and I'm kind of eating something. And then uh, I get to my stop, and I always worry about, oh, did something get caught in my beard or my mustache or fall on my clothes? And so I'll check out the mirror before I go into a place. And then I'll get out of the van, and I'll, and I'll think, did I really get everything off of there? So I'll go back, look in the mirror, make sure, just kind of scrub it all off, if there even if there wasn't anything. But that's the thing. I forget... Or I, or I simply don't believe what I just saw. I, I looked, I saw that there's nothing stuck in my mustache, so I'm okay, I can go, I'm presentable for people. But then I forget, immediately, I forget, and I gotta check again. And I think we do that a lot of times with this gospel, because I think a lot of times we think it's too good to be true. It can't really be this good. God can't really think of us like this. We sin. My goodness, we've done some of the worst things, and, and, and we think we, we value ourselves based upon our performance, and we think God values us because of the same things in the same way, but he doesn't. 
God doesn't value us based on our performance. God values us based upon the fact that God is love. He is love. He, he created us, and he loves us just the way that we are. He has made us new creations, and, and so on and so forth, just like what we've been talking about. He, he's placed dignity and worth, honor and glory on us. That's how he thinks of us. And we can hear these things. We can read about them in the Bible. We can have conversations about it. And then we forget these things. And so it is very important to kind of keep the whole conversation going, so to speak, reminding ourselves, renewing the minds constantly to the truth, because it's, it's true that uh, a lot of times we'll, we'll forget the basic truths of how God really does feel about us. Remember one of the things that we said last week, being crowned with, with glory and honor, was that, that God paid for us the, the maximum price uh, the most that could be paid. And we talked about how that never is going to devalue and it's not based on inflation or any of that. It's just the maximum, the most. And God, through crowning us with glory and honor, we discovered that God paid the ultimate price, pretty much everything he had, he bought us for. Mm. I mean, that's, that's, that's the price he paid for us. And, you know, in, in our society, Joel, and in, in, in the way we, we do things with money, what makes something worth what somebody says it's worth? Let's say, for example, somebody wants to sell a, um, a valuable baseball card collection. And someone comes along and they're willing to pay $3 million for a little box of baseball cards. Why is that box of baseball cards worth $3 million? Because mm -hmm. somebody was willing to pay that price for it. Mm -hmm. Why is that famous political radio personality worth hundreds of millions of dollars? because somebody is willing to pay him that much money, so he's worth it. He's worth whatever somebody's willing to pay them. And God was willing to pay everything. Imagine the God of the universe paid everything that he could ever offer for you. Everything. I mean, think about that. I mean, it blows the mind. Which brings me, Joel, to uh, something we've talked about, but it's been a while. Uh, the pearl of great price, mm -hmm. the, that parable that we've misunderstood for so long. Yeah, the pearl of great price. I remember first hearing this and uh, explained a certain way, and it just blew my mind. I, I had always been taught, you know, the, the pearl of great price. Jesus is the great pearl, and we've got to pay the price to have Jesus, uh, because, you know, the parable says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a, a merchant seeking beautiful pearls, who, when he had found one pearl of great price, went out and sold all that he had and bought it. And so my, what I had been always been taught was that, you know, we need to sell everything that we have. We need to sell out for Christ so that we can have this beautiful pearl, Jesus, and, and the parable right before it, Jesus said, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a, a treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid, and for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. And so in order to have this treasure, Jesus, gotta, <laughs> we got to lay down our lives, you know, we got to sell out for Christ. But the way that I understand this parable now, these two parables, the treasure and the pearl of great price was us. We can't pay a price in order to earn or maintain uh, or attain Jesus. There's no price that we could pay, but the scriptures declare fully and without a doubt that he is the one who paid the price for us. We're the treasure hidden in the field. God sold all that he had so that he could buy that field, so that he could have us. We're the pearl of great price. God, throughout all of eternity... 
He's always thought of us. He's always known who we were and who we would be. And he was willing to pay, well, like Kat was just talking about, he was willing to pay that ultimate price so that he could have us because he treasures us so much. And that's something that we need to keep always uh, reminding ourselves of, Cap. Yeah, I've seen a lot of different teaching on this, Joel. In fact, I, I read a, a paraphrase, a story, almost a novel of this pearl of great price. And, and the, the, the short version of this is that a jeweler was trying to buy this pearl. Jesus was the one they were trying to buy it from. And ultimately, they ended up giving up everything they had, their car, their house, even their family. And uh, so uh, Jesus sold them the pearl. And then uh, Jesus said, hey, look, I'm going to give you all this stuff back. But I just want you to realize that this is really my stuff. You're just the steward over it. And so the jeweler says, wow, I appreciate you giving me the pearl and allowing me to become a steward of everything I have given you. I hope I can live up to your expectations. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so that's kind of how people see Christianity. They mm -hmm. see not only the pearl of great price parable that way, but they, they see their whole life that way when it comes to relating to God. And it is the opposite of what the truth is. Yeah, and uh, the truth is definitely what we need to be reminded of over and over again. Uh, more on uh, this wonderful truth about how God thinks of us and, and how we can... Uh, Keep reminding ourselves of all this stuff uh, coming up next week right here on Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.